Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Arizona Podcast. This is German coming to you on Tuesday. Merry Christmas, everybody! Hopefully, you guys had a had a good holiday um, with your families, and hopefully, uh, all of your gifts didn't suck. Um, but if you're older, um, I mean, if you got gifts, they were probably more useful than they were. Um, awesome and uh if you're younger hopefully you know you got something super cool so um this is what i have for you today uh we're gonna do some nfl uh primarily nfl and um i'll do a a bigger sports one on friday and i'll do um some soccer and uh and an nba one later on so i got NFL today, and I have uh, boxing. I, I want to talk about boxing at the end of the pod, and um, it's a <laughs> it was it was an interesting week in the NFL because we had a uh, uh, week sixteen, and the NFL has decided they're going to go toe to toe versus um, versus the NBA. Uh, it used to be that the NBA owned the calendar on Christmas, and the last two seasons, because christmas has landed um on a weekend you've had the nfl just you know say okay well it's our holiday now um maybe next year won't be like that because um next year let me see um might be i think the the 24th may be on um on monday and so you may just have a, a big Monday game. I, I don't see the NFL trying to do a Tuesday. Um, yeah, so next year. So next year, the NBA is fine. Uh, Christmas is on. Christmas Eve is Tuesday. Christmas Day is the 25th. Um, so football will be will, will not reign over the NBA next year. But... It's it's interesting, you know, because you have this you 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 have this day, and, and the NFL um, showcase themselves, um, and this is this is where we're at. This is where we're at at the end of week sixteen. Two more weeks to go, and this is where we're at. We're starting with the late night game yesterday, Niners Ravens, which was uh, titled to be the third. The well, it was a game of the year. Um, and it's the third, um, the third game of the year for the 49ers, which they had one versus, uh, the Cowboys versus the, the Eagles and yesterday versus the Ravens. Now the Niners heading into this one had won five straight. They were looking, um, great. And, uh, and so were the, the Ravens for that matter. But you know, that you had the, the Mike Florio comment where he said the Niners are just going to beat the hell out of but he didn't use the word hell beat the crap out of the out of the the ravens and and we saw the game and um you saw that it was the other way around now i do want to say this because the ravens did win they should get their flowers shout out to them they were the better team yesterday um but i do want to mention something because um brock purdy had four picks um and the Raven, the Niners couldn't block, and it, it just looked bad. But for everyone that's jumping off the pretty 
train. Everybody was jumping off the Niner train, um, talking about expo- being exposed and all that. I want you. I want you to know this: the Niners outgained the Ravens one twenty one to one hundred one on the on the ground. They outgained them three hundred and eight to two hundred and forty one. The Niners were not outplayed completely yesterday. The Niners threw four picks. Well, five picks total. Four by Purdy. Four picks that were... One of them, the first one was Purdy's fault because he was late. The other two were tipped and just great defensive plays. Um, And the last one was a 50-50 ball, really. So um, we have to understand that. We have to understand that this was a game that was... 100% 100% winnable for both teams. Heading into halftime, it was 16-12. And coming up, uh, half t- coming back, the Niners are right there. Pretty through um, three picks, and you're like, man, if, we're, if this is where we're at if we're after three picks, then I'm good with that. I'm okay with that, you know. And so it was one of those games that just the Niners could never get going offensively I, I think they should have ran more to start the second half looking back um but just it, it comes to a point where you where if you can't score and um you can't move the ball um because the offensive line became um like a makeshift offensive line the Niners lost Trent Williams and and, and so just from, from left tackle and right tackle the Niners had no help um so these are not excuses, but I just want everybody to, to have some perspective. It's not over. The Niners are still, in my opinion, the best team in football. And if these things were to meet again, I, I think the Niners can can beat the Baltimore Ravens because Brock Purdy isn't throwing another four picks. And as upset as I was yesterday and kind of just like, damn it, like this, you know, this would have been amazing. Christmas Day. Um it's it's great that the Niners kind of lost because you get the sense that there was a feeling from people outside of Niners uh, fans and uh, I think that even the the guys in in the in the locker room where the Niners were peaking and if you're watching this team week in and week out you realize there's a lot of like things the Niners have to fix the tackling's really bad the old line is good not great and yesterday they were just not even good they were bad um and all these things are helpful because you you don't want to peak early uh but you also want to be playing good enough where you know you the things you got to fix and the Niners know the things they got to fix and also Eric Armstead wasn't playing so the Niners weren't at full strength but Baltimore just played well one of the things that I noticed that the Ravens were doing Purdy, one of Purdy's best um, attributes is that Purdy's able to throw the ball in in anticipation. He's a great anticipation uh, passer. And the Ravens were setting up where they were anticipating Purdy to anticipate to throw the ball. And it's, you know, more teams are going to try to do this, and this is where Purdy's going to have to use that arm strength and and get the ball outside the numbers to kind of, you know, balance all this out, which he's going to be fine. The Niners are going to be okay. And, uh, but the Ravens for one night were the best team in football yesterday for the week of six, week 16. Lamar Jackson probably, um, won the MVP yesterday. Um, 
although it could have been uh, Christian McCaffrey's coordination if the Niners stuck to the run a little more in the second half. I think I think Christian McCaffrey could have could have really uh, taken over that conversation. But Niners play for the Super Bowl, not MVPs, so it's fine. Um, Cowboys, Cowboys lose to the Dolphins on Sunday, and it was a game that now. The Cowboys didn't need it, you know. Uh, they wanted it, but you could argue the Dolphins needed it more. But the Cowboys, um, again, on the road against a good team, just can't do it. And it, it's what I've said, you know, three weeks, three three straight weeks now. The Cowboys are a different team at home than they are on the road. And now Miami does things that are mystifying you know like uh i think mike mcdaniel um he overthinks himself he he outsmarts himself sometimes and there was times in in that game where he was not running the ball when he should have and and you know and, and all credit to to tua to uh the cowboys drive the, down the field dak gets some you know gets him a t- touchdown and i was texting my guy uh koto and you know he's a big He's a big Dolphins fan. And I was telling him, hey, is this, you know, this is Tua's time. Can Tua do it? Um, and even he was, you know, he was telling me he believes in, in Tua. He just didn't know if he believed in in McDaniel and the play calling. Um, but it all worked out. They drove down the field. Um, they got a field goal. They won the game. And they stayed pace in the, for the number one seed. And I'll go through the seeds um, at the end of all this. Um, then you had, um, you had the Chiefs yesterday, Monday on, yeah, Monday night, Monday afternoon, I should say, or morning, depending where you, where you were watching that game. Look really bad against the Raiders. Really, really bad. Now, I hadn't seen Mahomes look that bad in, in, <laughs> in a long time, man. Um, cause even the Super Bowl, they lost to the Bucks. You, you make the argument, Mahomes was... Probably still the best player on that field. Uh, he was incredible. Uh, but the Chiefs just kept dropping the ball. Sound familiar. Um, and that was with Tyreek Hill. So, um, yeah, they, they just, you know, they, they look bad. Uh, Mahomes is more frustrated than ever. There's that clip going around today where, you know, he's yelling at the at the sideline, you know, uh, call the and play. Um, and all that stuff just kind of gets into, into this, this sense of, you know, peak Chiefs panic and everyone's like, oh, that, you know, let's ride off the Chiefs, which is a giant mistake because I, look, I, I love Tom Brady. Tom Brady's my guy. Tom Brady's my goal forever. Um, but Patrick Mahomes is at the level that Brady got to where. You weren't going to count him out, and you weren't going to say it's over until you saw that guy eliminated. And that's where we're at with Mahomes. Like it or not, that's where we're at with Mahomes. And he's earned the right for us to, and the benefit of the doubt, for us to give him the benefit of the doubt. That, you know what? Um, they're still in it, man. And and <laughs> as bad and as ugly as it's looked, would any of us really be surprised if um, Super Bowl Sunday comes around? And it's the Chiefs representing the AFC. I don't think anyone would really be surprised. It would be like, oh, man, 
It looked weird in December, but none of us, you know, if we're honest, would say, oh, yeah, I never saw this coming. Because it's Mahomes. And so as bad as it looks now and as great as the Raiders were yesterday, um, they still have a chance. Now, for the Raiders, Antonio Pierce might have uh, won his audition. <laughs> and he might secure a long-term a longer term contract with the with the Raiders as a coach, and he works for them. He has the attitude, and you know, I th- sometimes with teams, certain teams need personality from the coach. They need a coach that's going to go in there and shake things up and bring the confidence that they didn't have. And sometimes you need a guy who's going to come in there and and set structure. For example, the Raiders didn't need a guy to come in and schematically fix them. They need a guy to come in and put some belief back into in, in into them. Put some swagger back in into into the minds, the hearts, the, the attitude. They need an attitude adjustment. And that's what Antonio Pierce brought. From the very first press conference that he they needed that. When the Niners hired John Lynch and they hired uh Kyle Shanahan, the Niners didn't need a raw raw guy. They didn't need personality they didn't need character the Niners needed an architect they needed someone who was going to build this stuff this franchise from the bottom up again and that's what and that's why that was a great hire Um, when the Rams got uh, McVay the the Rams didn't need an engineer they didn't need an architect they they didn't need um, a rah-rah guy they needed schematics they needed somebody who was going to come in and schematically fix the team. And that's why McVeigh was a great hire. And that's why as soon as McVeigh got there, we all thought of Goff very differently because McVeigh schematically fixed the Rams. That was their problem. And now you look at the Chargers and you say, well, what do the Chargers need? Now, the Chargers don't need a guy to come in there and, and get all crazy, raw, raw Chargers. But they do need a guy who's going to come in there and schematically systematically put some order and some respect back into that team. And it's why someone like Bill Belichick, someone like Jim Harbaugh is perfect for that situation. But the Raiders, the Raiders look really good. Defense was good. Um, And I must say, I will say, because one of the things that's, that's uh, very interesting about the Raiders is you get the sense with with the Raiders that now O'Connell. Some people get crazy, you know. O'Connell's fine. Is he the answer? I don't think so. But you know, he didn't kill them. Now Zamir White was the one who carried the load, but also the Raiders scored uh, two uh, touchdowns, defensive touchdowns back to back. That kind of was a was the the reason why they won that game. So, Raiders look good, and there's an outside chance they can win the division. I don't think Casey's dropping um, the next two games. They get the Bengals, and Browning finally came back to li- came back to earth against the Steelers and the the Chargers, who have no interest in in winning football games the rest of the season. So, um, Bill Belichick, Sunday, Sunday night against the Broncos. Um, and the Patriots at this point, you know, every Patriots fan, 
um, you know, shout out to David. They're I googling and you know DMing Caleb Williams. Hey, you know, what's up? Hey, big head, what's going on over there? Um, you know, photoshopping him into a into into a Patriots jersey. The time dynasty's back. Um, and Bill Belichick's like, no, I still care. I'm still a really good football coach. And he took the team to Denver, and and the, the you know the Broncos at Denver, the Patriots. That's been like a horror house for the Patriots. But they won twenty six twenty three. They get a big win on the road. Now, big win for them doesn't mean anything. If anything, pa- Patriots fans everywhere are pissed because um, you know they're kind of blowing the 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 pick that they need because now they're tied with the commanders now the commanders play the niners which is not helpful for the patriots um but one of the things we're seeing is the patriots are coached by a good football coach that's because for all those you know other things we want to laugh at belichick for he's a good football coach now he's not a great gm and GM Bill Belichick has cost Coach Bill Belichick a lot of games over the last few years. And the problem is this. If Belichick leaves the Pats um, and he goes to the Chargers, are the Chargers really going to tell him, look, just coach, you can't make any personnel decisions? Probably not because the only way you get a guy into a guy like that to accept the job is by giving him full control. And if you're the Patriots and you want to keep Bill Belichick, which, you know, the greatest football coach ever, and I don't see why you wouldn't, would Kraft really tell Belichick, like, hey, you're a great coach, just coach, man. We'll bring in the players. Uh, so I don't know. I, I don't know what's what happens there, but Belichick still cares. Belichick is still really good. Um so he's probably going to be the biggest storyline heading into the the off season. What happens to Bill Belichick? The Bills. The Bills keep rolling. The Bills and Rams are the two most dangerous teams out of everyone. That is not the Ravens, the Niners, the Eagles, uh, the Cowboys, I guess, the Dolphins. Uh, besides those teams. The two more dangerous, most dangerous teams to those teams are the Bills and the Rams. And the Bills go to uh, L.A. And, and, and they just eked out a win. You know, it, it was a really good Josh Allen game, but it was a 24-22 game. Uh, and they, they get the win. They needed the win. They got the win. They did what they had to do. And the Rams took care of business on Thursday versus the Saints. And... Um, it was a, uh, you know, I talked about it in the last pod. So, the Rams are good, man. The the Rams and the Bills are both good, um, and they're surging. They're, they're getting into the playoffs. It looks like, and it looks like it's gonna be fine. And the Eagles, the Eagles win ugly against the Giants yesterday in a game that was a lot closer than it should have been because of turnovers. And the Eagles are back to the winning ways, where they win and it looks ugly, but they win. Um, which is the only thing that matters. Where are we at? Now, as we head into week 17, 
And week 17 is going to be um just 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 a roller coaster. Um and I'll I'll do a whole preview of week 17. Um Friday's pod. I'll have that for you. Um uh, but let me do the Thursday night game at least. Thursday night. Jets at Browns. Now, the Jets are 6 and 9. They are um not in playoff contention by any means. <laughs> but the Browns are. The Browns are 10 and 5. They theoretically could still catch up to the to the Ravens if the Ravens lose a few, the next two. Um but it looks like the Browns are locked in. Number 5 seed. Um they win this they they're a lot closer to that. They still got to keep winning the because the Bills are are right there uh for that fifth seed. Um and that fifth seed as of now. So um if the play, if the season started today, the playoffs started today, we would have the Dolphins who would play against the Colts. We would have the Chiefs who would play against the Bills, which would be juicy. And the Jaguars against the Browns. And this is why that fifth seed is important. Because that fifth seed is probably going to play either the Jaguars or the Colts. And you'd rather play one of those two teams before you go up and play whoever else. As opposed to playing against the Dolphins or the Chiefs. Um, So that's why that number fifth seed is going to be super important. Whoever gets it. And it's why the Browns game against the against the Jets is important. Now, the Jets um, are coming off a very, you know, a close win versus the the Washington Commanders. And it was an entertaining one. And Trevor Simeon was, got got some reps, and he's the one that, that, that was able to um, do some plays for, for the Jets. We saw the benching of, of Sam Howe and, and uh, after his horrid start, um, and Brees Hall played really well on for, for the for the Jets, and uh, he he was all over the place, man. Brees Hall had a had a spectacular game. He rushed for ninety five yards, and then he on the in the air, twelve receptions for ninety six yards, and uh, Garrett Wilson obviously did his thing. So it was, it was it was just a good performance for the for the Jets. As they they get their sixth win of the year, um, but the but the Browns the Browns need that game on Thursday, so here's where we're at in terms of the conference. We got the Ravens, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Jaguars. Those are the division winners. They would host playoff games as of now. The Ravens would get the first round by, and they would uh have the first they would have home field throughout the playoffs. Then you get the Browns, the Bills, and the Colts. And that is who would get into the playoffs. Now the Texans are right there in there. They're eight and seven. The Colts are eight and seven. And the Jaguars are eight and seven. So we may get two AFC South teams. We may get one. Well we're getting one for sure. But we may get two. You never know. And the Steelers are eight and seven, and the Bengals are eight and seven, and the Raiders are seven and eight, and the Broncos are seven and eight. So it it is just it is just all right there. It's it's 
over the next two weeks, all this will be decided one way or the other. Um, but a lot of football left to play and a lot of things to be decided in the AFC. Now, the, NF- the NFC. Niners, Lions, Eagles, Bucks. Top four seeds. Niners will get, if the season ended today, uh, the Niners would get home field throughout the playoffs. The Lions um, are the two seed. Now, the Lions play the Cowboys in a huge game for seeding. Um, and for the Eagles as well. So, um, the Cowboys desperately need to beat the Lions on Sunday. And then, uh, number five, you get the Cowboys. Six, the Rams. Seventh, the Seahawks. Now, eight, nine, ten, eleven, those seeds, Vikings, Falcons, Packers, Saints, are all seven and eight. So, Rams, eight and seven, Seahawks, eight and seven. So, a lot of football left, a lot to be decided in both conferences. Um, but it's been a fun NFL season so far. And uh, I think we're finding out that there's uh, one juggernaut, two juggernauts, Niners, Ravens. But everybody could be beat. And I think that's the that's the beauty of it. So um, this is what happened in boxing over the last, uh, over, the, over the weekend. The Zone had their um, big boxing schedule, their big boxing uh, thing, and uh, one of the things we saw was uh, the the crazy card that they that they took that they took to you know it was, it, they called it the Day of Reckoning, um, and they had all these dudes fighting and. You you kind of got the the sense that it was the zones way to end the year, which was which is cool, you know. And so you had um, here. Let me read you who we had fighting. Um, we had Anthony Joshua who went up there and and he had a fight. Uh, we had Wilder who fought. We had uh, Bivol who fought. So it was it was it was just a collection. Of all these guys now Joshua looked okay he looked fine you know if anything you could say like man he looked uh he he looked as good as he's looked in in quite some time and then you had Wilder who loses um and I was surprised he loses to Joseph Parker now look Joseph Parker is He's a good boxer, and and we know that the that the Achilles heel for for the for Deontay Wilder has always been the boxer type, and and that's what happened. That's what played out. Joseph Parker was just better, and he outlanded and and just was overall just running circles around Deontay Wilder. Anthony Joshua against Otto Whalen. Uh, and again, Joshua looked good. Joshua wins. And Daniel Dubois versus uh, Daryl Miller. That, 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 was a, that, that was a good one, too. And uh, Bivol. Bivol look, didn't look as great as he as, as I thought he was going to look. Um, the guy that came out looking the best um, was Anthony Joshua. 
He wins in the he wins by TKO in the fifth round. Um, and I was not expecting that. I was not expecting Joshua to look at. Now, do I think he can go out there and can and beat Fury? Probably not. Do I think that he can beat Usyk? No, I don't think so either. But um, the heavyweight division is so thin sometimes that financially he is as big of a draw as anybody else. So that might happen. Uh, Eddie Hearn said that Wilder and Fury was already... Wilder and Joshua, sorry, was already signed. So we might get that sometime next year. Um, overall, it was, it, was a, it was a good thing for for the zone to to put that out it was 40 bucks it was not too bad it was good so um that's it that's nfl that's boxing uh hopefully you listen to the the music pods i did uh, i got hopefully two more coming on that um i did a p the life of a pk uh which i recorded with jonathan Trujillo. um the sound kind of sucked my bills it was my fault I'm, I'm, a, I'm a moron um but we fixed it kind of not really um i hope to have at least another pk maybe two um so we're cranking this man we're doing it so this is the schedule for this week it's this one i got um and i got two more i'll do two more for you um i'll do one um Friday for sure is the last one of the week, and then I'll do one um, probably Thursday or tomorrow on uh, on soccer. Uh, Manu, Manu won big today. Um, so happy for Holland because he he was getting all this crap and he got the game winning goal. Uh, United was down two goals to Ashton Villa, and it looked bad and. I was about to tweet out fire Ten Hag and they came back. They won uh three two at home at Old Trafford with uh my Argentinian Go Garnacho, two goals. He got a brace. Um so Manu wins, super excited, super happy. Um that's the pad. That's the pod, that's where we're at. Um so thank you for listening. You can find us on Instagram, L's up. You can f- hear this pod wherever you're hearing the pod and anywhere else. Uh, so please share, rate, review, subscribe. And I'll talk to you later this week. Until next time. Go Niners. Go Niners.